What's up, you guys? I'm your host, Michael Swoboda, and this is the Average Alaskan Podcast, the show where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of Alaska outdoors and life up here in Alaska. It's another episode. I think what? We're on episode number 27, I think. 26, 27, something like that. It's been a busy summer. Upper 20s. We're rocking and rolling. I'm joined, like always, by the one, the only, Mr. Sean Love. What's up, guys? And this week, we have a super special guest for you guys. Me and this guy go way back. We've lived in the same house. We've shit in the same toilet. Mr. Brandon Newbone, all the way up from Aberdeen, South Dakota. Welcome. Hey, guys. Excited to be here. Hell yeah. No, super excited. We're going to have a good episode for you guys. Before we get started, want to thank uh, listener Tyler Cassell for your awesome message. Uh, just reaching out, saying uh, how he enjoys the show and everything. We love all your all y'all's messages. When y'all feel free, reach out for whatever. If, you know, we're doing a shitty job. Good job. Great job, because we do that here. Um, let us know. Give us a question, whatever. We'll answer it. We'll shout you out. Send us your pictures. We'll throw it up on the Instagram, and we'll have a good time. So thank you, guys. Like always, y'all are what keep this show going. We don't run ads to bother your eardrums, so it's all about the love and generosity you listeners give us. All the joy in our heart keeps us going. So thank you very much for all that support. And we're going to jump into a recap of what's been a crazy week. This has been my first first vacation in a very long time. Uh, had to had to pull out all the stops. My first college buddy to make it up here. I told uh, all my friends down south, I was like, "Y'all come up here. I'll treat y'all right." Everybody, you know, thought I was bluffing. And uh, as we'll get into this conversation. I wasn't bluffing, so uh, we got a we got a bunch of stuff to cover. It's going to be a fun one. Lots of fishing we're going to cover in this episode. We'll get a little bit of backstory on our guest here, but it's going to be a good one. So I hope you guys enjoy. Like always, we appreciate it if you uh, subscribe, like, leave a review, comment, all that fun stuff. Leave us a message, like Tyler over on our Instagram at at average underscore Alaskan underscore podcast. You can get to me personally at Michael underscore Swoboda or Sean at Sean underscore Louv. L-U-V, the love doctor. Um, but let's just uh, jump into it. It's late as it is, and we've got an early morning. Going to do some more fishing tomorrow. So uh, let's get into the recap here. Um, let's see. When did you get up? Today is Wednesday, I believe. And uh, you flew in Saturday, Brandon? Right? Uh, no, it was actually Friday. Friday? That's right. Went up, to, went up to Anchorage. You came in about noon, so it was nice. Wasn't bad. Got up early. Cruised up there, saw all the you know all the tourists. I shouldn't say tourists. All all the weekend warriors heading down south, heading out to Seward. Bunch of fishing going down in Seward right now. Bunch of people starting to hit the Russian stuff. So a bunch of traffic, but nothing too crazy. You know, it's construction season up here and the Great AK. So tons of construction going on, but no flaggers, no real delays. Just a bunch of redirections and stuff. Looks like they're doing a lot of work right outside of Cooper Landing and stuff. They've got big plans there. But yeah, they're building a bypass or at least another lane or a shoulder or something like that. Yeah, we might see that before we die. Um. Maybe. Maybe someday. <laughs> it's still early. But yeah, got up there about noon, picked you up. We went and hit one of the breweries right out the bat and you know, got some got some food, had a couple beers, and hung out for a bit, and then decided to make it make the cruise down south. And uh, I think we were very next morning. We had a river trip planned up on the Kenai. Um, went. We had 
had to throw some audibles because we originally were going to go try and catch some kings, but as all of us Alaskans know, that shit's shut down. Um, yeah, big time. <laughs> yep. So we had uh, working with our guides, great outfit, uh, oh, widespread widespread fishing adventures out of Sadatna. I'm sorry, I just butchered that. Great people, great outfit, yeah. amazing guides. They treated us extremely well. They were super open with working with us and stuff. Uh, you know, we're calling, staying in touch with them because unfortunately once King shut down, it was kind of an awkward period, very beginning of the red run. So there's a couple reds in the river, but not a ton. Trout fishing is always good on the river, but salmon aren't in the river yet so they're not gorging themselves on row so it can be a little tougher fishing it can be hit and miss but we originally were gonna do a drift trip on the Kisilov for reds but our guide texted us the the day before our trip said fishing was pretty slow wanted to see if we wanted to switch over to a trout trout day on the Kenai which we were all game for you know me and because what was it we had me, you, me, Sean, Brandon, and Jordan tagged along on that as well. Um, and we were just, you know, we just wanted to do some fishing, kind of wanted to just break Brandon into Alaska, get some sightseeing in, get some, get some lines wet, and it turned into being a fantastic day on the river. We got up there. When did we, we started? Like 6.30 we got up there or 7, something like that. Might have been earlier. I didn't even I'm pretty remember. sure it was like 5.30. Yeah, 5.30. So, so we left here about 4, 4.15, something like that? Yeah, yeah, we, about yeah, we got out of here. Yeah, I think we left my house. We all met up in my place like 4.15, drove up, hit the river. Our guide, Traven, awesome, awesome guide. Super cool, dude. Yeah, shout out that guy for sure. Yeah, awesome guy. If you're ever looking for an awesome trip in Alaska, widespread fishing adventures out of Sadatna, Asked for Traven. He's been up here since he graduated high school. His dream was always to be a river guide. He's been up here for the last seven years, and he put us on a ton of fish. Um, it was kind of. It seemed like it was tough fishing for a lot of a lot of the other boats out there. But man, we were on fish all day and good fish too. So it was an absolute blast. We started the morning with doing a little flipping for reds. Um, I had. To be honest, no expectations to even hook into a fish. And, um, so I decided to crack my first beer at like 8 in the morning. Yeah, it's about beer o'clock. <laughs> exactly. But uh, Brandon actually snagged into a couple couple reds. And so didn't land one, which first one, it was so we were flipping. So give us your kind of, this was your first time in Alaska, first time fishing up here. And we kind of do it a little different up here. So give us a little bit. What was uh, What were the differences like? Well, well, yeah, uh, it's it's definitely different. I first off, the beer definitely helped because that's about when I caught into the first one. But <laughs> yeah, fish call baby. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the early morning boat ride took us out there up the river a little ways, a little brisk, but it ended up being a pretty nice day. But uh, yeah, going flipping that's whole new technique to me using a fly rod and. You're only, I mean, shoot, casting out what ten feet in front of you, not very far. Yeah, if that, yeah, five to yeah. ten foot. Kind of letting it, kind of letting it drift down, and then hoping you catch them. Pretty much, it's kind of, kind of luck, kind of, kind of different, definitely different than you know. I'm used to walleye and panfish down in the Dakotas, and you know, using baits or swim baits and stuff like that. You know, jigging and definitely, definitely a different breed. <laughs> yeah, because you're not really. Uh, we covered it a little bit on the last week's episode, but you're not exactly. 
the red, reds don't bite anything when they're in the river. So it's you're just it's a legal way of snagging them in the mouth. You're basically slinging weight upstream, let it drift downstream. You've got a leader line that kind of free floats and you know gets in the corner of their mouth, and you know you set the hook and it's it's effective. It works. I mean, Brandon was the only one to hook up. He'd never done the technique ever before. Traven gave him a little you know walkthrough of how to do it, and I mean, you hooked into one, it spit the hook pretty i mean right out of the gate you know he wasn't really even on that much you know you hooked him he i think he came out you know got aerial came out of the water a little bit for you um but generally when you're flipping if you can catch two out of every five fish you're doing you're good solid, so, yeah. you're gonna lose more fish than anything <laughs> exactly and then um second fish you hooked up uh got it into the shore and uh Traven screwed it up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks, Traven. <laughs> no, I went to net it. We were kind of on a squirrely beach. It was pretty deep and then came up real sharp. And, you know, fish was right there next to the right next there to the shore. Tried to get the dip net into him and kind of just bumped him off the hook. And that's, once again, just that's how it goes. <laughs> I'm counting it. It hit the net. Exactly. <laughs> and, um... So we continued to flip for about 30 minutes, but we decided to shift gears and uh, switch over to trout fishing, and uh, we just kind of, uh, well, uh, blah, 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 I'm trying to think. Sorry, guys, it's late, and we just had dinner, a couple drinks, so uh, pardon me if uh, your boy bumbles through this one, like always. <laughs> <laughs> but we started back trolling for some trout, and... It was probably, shoot, we probably had our first fish on within 10, 15 minutes of back trolling. I can't quite remember. I th- no, I think the beginning was a little bit slower. I think it took about 30 minutes to get a fish. But then after that, I think we had a fish on. on every 15 minutes. And yeah, it was on. I think we we held probably a 22-inch average on rainbows, which the Kenai is famous for their fishery, their rainbows up there. And I, ne- I didn't even realize that once... So there's a slot you can keep one a day under 16 inches for any of the trout species, so dollies or rainbows. But once they grow over 16, they're free to live in that river as long as possible. And Traven actually, you know, kind of opened my eyes to another reason the, you know, the king's population could be, you know, declining the way it is because, dude, those rainbows gobble up, bro. They catch, yeah. I mean, you'll catch fish that don't have stomach. They'll have stomach or <laughs> holes through their stomach because they just sit there in the rock scooping up row for months. And I know I never thought about that. I was like, you know, it's probably a small factor, but those rainbows, the, after I saw how many fish were in that river, I was like, good. They gorge and they get so big and no one's keeping them. Yeah. Cause, yeah. You can yeah. once they hit that 16, they're free as free as can be. And so the bigger they get, the more they're going to eat. Yep. It only makes sense. I get it. Yeah, it makes a great trout fishery, though. You catch 10-pound rainbows. Oh, dude, <laughs> I was shitting when the first time I hooked one. I was like, that's a that's a rainbow? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. He's like, don't lose this one. Don't <laughs> lose this one. Like, oh, 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 yes, yes. It was, that really gave me the fizz. Yeah, you got into some pigs. You you definitely were, you know, big fish of the day for, you know, you held. Because I think you only ended up landing two or three. Three. But, yeah, they were all 24 inches or so they were good fish yeah. you know I, I think every single fish you caught he had mentioned don't don't lose that <laughs> like, one. don't yeah, fuck yeah, this don't up Sean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay no pressure no big deal yeah dude this mosquito we got one mosquito here in the studio and he's gonna drive me nuts it is a leave. mosquito i think it's <laughs> big as fuck <laughs> but no we we just kind of back trolled plugs for most of the day i'm i'm Pretty much the rest of the day, and yeah, we were just in them thick. We caught a couple nice dollies, uh, kept a couple, kept two dollies and one rainbow. Um, 
you know, cooked them up later that night. But man, we were just throttling the fish. Uh, Nebo and you ended up with how many did you catch that day? Oh shoot, I don't remember. Maybe like it was like three or four, I think. Yeah, because yeah, I think we all ended up with at least at least three or four fish. And Jordan had a bunch. We got to watch one of the uh, partner boats of the outfit we were with. They hooked an absolute pig. He was all love twenty seven inches. You know, he was. You know, they didn't, you know, it's all catch and release. We weren't measuring. We weren't weighing or anything. But, you know, it was, we pulled all our lines, watched. We took photos for the other boat. It was an absolute slab. Come September, that thing's going to be all of 10 pounds. That was a, I mean, it was uh, just as big as the red you you brought to the beach. And that thing was an absolute pig. Yeah, you know, it's always a good thing when our guide on our boat is getting excited for the other boat that's guiding as well. He's <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, we are real about, real about, we're going to go check this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, all right, yeah. I'm game. Because they had um, hooked into that fish uh, earlier that week and lost it, and we were kind of fishing that same hole. Uh, both these, you know, our boat as well as their boat, we were kind of taking turns drifting through this kind of back eddy, and they, they hooked into them, and, man, it was, it was cool watching it, you know, kind of. Kind of stressful because it took four or five net shots to get him because, I mean, he was he was a wily fish, but they ended up landing him. We got some cool pictures from our boat, you know, took some cool little shots for their company. and, and But it was it was cool getting to just see one of those. And, I mean, we were in good fish all all day. Like I said, a 22, 23-inch average freaking on rainbows is <laughs> that's a good that's day. Solid <laughs> that's, rainbows, a, that's a good day. and. Man, we couldn't have asked for better weather. We got to see a moose, you know, swimming across the river, all kinds of fun stuff. And that was only day one of the trip. And then we rolled into what we have. What do we have the next day, man? I don't even. This whole week's been a blur. We've been burning the midnight oil left and right. I think the next day is we went down to the spit and kind of hung out down there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we kind of did the tourist tourist stuff. Went and checked out some shops, did some walking around, ate some good food, just kind of the. The general come down to Homer type stuff. You got to go. Dog. Exactly. Go take some pictures, do all that fun stuff, which is nice for us because, you know, you know, we've both been here for going on. I've been here 10 years. You're going on like six or seven now. And, yeah. you know, we rarely get to go out and do do that stuff. Never. You know, we just are too damn busy to begin with. But it's yeah. nice. Nice when somebody visits because we get to kind of dial back a little bit and just enjoy. Um, and then I think the following day let's see so that was friday or saturday we fished sunday we hung out monday oh did you pin up a dollar i did i did yep signed it and everything (laughs) shout out aberdeen south dakota on the wall (laughs) 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 we only somewhat uh claim that town but (laughs) how did you like the salty dogs atmosphere uh it's pretty cool it's definitely definitely different uh the we went and got one drink and kind of had some stuff to do. So, I mean, we weren't there too long, but it was definitely a different vibe than what I'm used to, obviously. For so, sure. Yeah. Because we were there probably like noon, 1 o'clock, and it was busy. There was, you know. Oh, yeah. During the oh, summer, everybody funny. that comes through town, you know, they got to check it out. The world famous Salty Dog. Yeah, I got to get a sweatshirt. Yep, exactly. Yep, copped one of those. and Got yeah, a sweatshirt and a pretty sweet hat, actually. Yeah, no, they just came out with these new three three color phase uh, trucker hats, mesh back cut trucker hats, and they're they're slick. They've got the cork badge and oh, yeah. just good color scheme on them. I was like, I dig those. I might have to get one of those. Get some of those. Right. The logo. <laughs> Heck yeah! And then we um, did a little more fishing last night. We went and did a little 
local style. We took uh, our good buddy uh, Vincent Waddell's brand new Saner out, uh, brand new to him, his first boat. Finally, finally closed the deal on that, waiting on some stuff, so he's not out fishing yet, but treated us to a great time. We went out for the solstice, went snagging some reds, and last night we ended up with six fish. We only fished about two hours because you got to play the tides where we were fishing. We were way up in a, you know, inlet head where you know you get a ton of tidal flow you're going in right at high tide slack tide fishing it as it's going out and kind of just trying to get as many fish in before you can't get your boat out any longer and we got six it wasn't wasn't too bad it was you know first time i'd gone snagging for reds this way this you know saltwater snagging you're basically just sending out a massive treble hook with a lead uh insert in it and you're kind of sight fit. It's a it's a cool fishery because you're sight fishing for them. You're waiting to see jumpers. You're waiting to see them. You know, swim in the shallow water. You're seeing them with your polarized glasses. Oh yeah, and you're casting wake, up in man. front of them. Wake fishing. Oh, it reminded me of uh, skinny water fishing down in Texas. Sight fishing for fin and redfish and stuff. Oh, it was cool. And uh, got six that night. We stayed out on the stayed out on the water on the boat um, that night. Went out again this morning, and we just hammered them. We didn't expect to really do all that much fishing. We were debating on whether to go back to town or not. We had a bunch of stuff going on, but uh, we'll go we'll go check it out for an hour or two. And we just got into them. I think we brought in sixteen, seventeen fish, and you know, flayed them all out. Took them up to the processor and did it the did it the easy way. We were so busy. We were like. I'm not even going to break out the vacuum sealer. I was like, I'm just going to go pay, have it done for, you know, not even worry about it. And, uh, but that was a good time. Give us a little, uh, little South Dakota input on that there, knee bone. Yeah, that was absolutely, that was a blast, dude. Shout out to Vinny for taking us out there. Thank you again. Um, yeah. So t- first off the trip across in his boat, s- super cool, you know, get to go out on the, the ocean and don't get to do that. Ob- obviously every day in South Dakota, there's no ocean <laughs> around there. So Yeah. Then we pull up, get anchored up, and take the little skiff up to the, you know, up the inlet, and so that was kind of new. Taking a skiff on the ocean too—that's a different thing. <laughs> so that was that was cool. But yeah, I got up there and you know hammered some fish, and definitely—I mean, I've never legally snagged fish. I mean, <laughs> maybe thought about it illegally in South Dakota, but that. I, I've never done that, for the record. <laughs> I think statute of limitations is clear. <laughs> but, yeah, legally snagging fish. I mean, you're literally looking at them and literally, like you said, throwing treble hooks at them and, and yanking the line and then fighting. They yeah. fight, man. And so that was really cool. It, definitely something I've never got to do. And then just the weather was perfect last night. As we're leaving there, the uh, out of the little bay there, just the, the sun coming across and the no wind and it was it was gorgeous. Words can't describe it. Pictures don't do the justice, man. You just got to get out and do it. And I'm definitely glad that I got that opportunity. Yeah, and it's cool getting to do it on the solstice. You know, that's kind of a you oh, know yeah. good Alaska holiday. Most places, you know, they don't even recognize the winter or summer solstice, but that's a big deal for us up here, just because it's kind of the you know we're we're on the downhill slide. The start now. of the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here comes winter. Uh, but oh man, it was gorgeous. We had you know a sunset that lasted till morning <laughs> and it was just flat calm ripping around in the skiff you know we didn't see a bear which was you know we had the rifle ready rocked and locked you know hoping to pick one up off the beach just to add the little cherry on top but you no know, bears but that's all good because we man we hammered the fish the eagles were out and about it was you know i enjoyed the shit out of it and you know i get to get to do it fairly often you know not 
that exact fishery, but just getting to be out on the water and, you know, getting after it. So no, I'm really glad we got to do that. And that was kind of an impromptu, you know, we didn't have that plan, but Vinny hit us up and was like, Hey, you know, you guys want to go do some fishing? We're going to take the boat out. Like, you got any other stupid questions? <laughs> yes. You guys went to see the glacier, didn't you? Oh yeah. No, exactly. Totally forgot about that. Earlier yesterday, we went and did a, went over to Gruen Glacier. It's kind of our famous, uh, famous glacier here in Homer. It's a fairly mild hike to get up in there, and it's cool to go up there, see all the icebergs floating around in the lake, listen to the glacier calve, and you know, it was just, it was a fun, fun hike. Got to stretch the legs. I got to be an idiot and go do a training hike for sheep hunting. So I loaded up my pack with all my gear, threw seventy pounds worth of dumbbells in there, and. You know, probably had her at about 115 pounds or so and, you know, checking out some new, you know, getting a new pack riding right. And, oh, she was she was a doozy, you know, six miles round trip. But Yeah, I'll put a sweat on. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but it was hot and just. It was so to, hot. Yeah, this whole week's been warm. I mean, I, I've never, I didn't once look at the actual temps, but it was all of, you know, 60, 65. And, oh, yeah. You know, for, for those of you listening, uh uh, the might not be aware of Alaska. Sixty five up here is kind of cooking. It'll, it'll you'll you'll burn yourself up here. I mean it. It definitely feels a good ten fifteen degrees warmer than it actually is for yeah. sure. And but uh, nothing like the triple digits you got to miss out on this week. Yeah, one hundred and six in Aberdeen on Sunday, and yeah, <sighs> glad I missed that one. It was warm here, but not that warm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you were still rocking the hoodie, you know, keeping it keeping it on you at least because that's kind of the go to up here. Just always have a jacket or something on hand, sure. but. You know, once you spend enough time up here, I was sweating like a freaking pig. <laughs> on that hike, I was. I know you were with that pack on. That you know. that did not look fun. And <laughs> I'm okay with it. it Slow the pace down for me. So, <laughs> did you go cool off in the glacier lake? Uh, I I dipped my toes in it. I was gonna go for a swim, and then we decided we were kind of lazy and just wanted to take a nap on the beach instead. Yeah, that's so. the best move. Yeah, yeah. I always pop the shoes off, kick them in the water. I'm like. Yeah, I could go for a cold one and a nap. <laughs> yep, that was that was smooth. especially on a good sunny day like that. Oof. Yeah, broke out the sandos. had had a quick bite to eat. Had a couple uh, cracking lemon drops. Uh, shout out to Matt Nusk Brewing Company because those things are delicious. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was a fun start to the day. Ended it even better. Going out on the water, catching fish. Then you know. Again this morning, then we had some softball, had a softball game just earlier. Go Nats. Heck yeah. Shout out to Homer Home Service Nat Pulse. Um, <laughs> plug, plug, <laughs> plug. plug. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was a good day. What else? Are, I'm, we're missing a ton, but goodness. We saw, you got to see within the first five hours of being in Homer, got to see uh, some black bears, which was cool. Some good old trash pandas. <laughs> yeah, I got to got to wake up after being asleep for thirty minutes and got to see a bear, which was super cool. And then went right back to bed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Brandon, there's a bear outside. Look out! Look outside your window. He's running across the yard. <laughs> but we got to see them twice. Actually, came back. We almost got to put. We put a little stock on one. Came back. Uh, uh, tried to get into some garbage. We shoot them off kind of followed him into the woods took the old 44 out tried to get a get a play on him had a shot opportunity at about 40 yards but it was in some brush getting dark and you know we're out of city limits on private property but kind of towards the neighbor's you know property and you know just if I had my rifle definitely would have been definitely would have been a different story but wasn't wasn't feeling the 
feeling the pistol in that situation, but it was cool to just get out there, go after him. Got to see a sweet bull moose that's going to be an absolute stud come September. He was hanging out uh the same spot the other day. We went out. Oh, I don't yeah. think I've shown you the pictures. We got out, and you know, Brandon got about shoot ten feet from him. Got a cool, cool picture. Thumbs up with him. Moose just looking, you know, looking, looking at the moose. Yeah, did the cool tourist thing. Dude, oh yeah, everybody does it. Even yeah. I still do it. <laughs> right. They're cool, man. Yeah. They're cool animals, especially him because he's, I mean, all of 35, probably getting close to, you know, 40 already. And it's, you know, not even wow. July. He's getting, no, he's going to be a big bull. He's not going to make the fall. <laughs> no, no. No, he'll wise up come, uh, what is it, August 31st? Hills, <laughs> yeah. September 14th, you'll never see him again. Yeah. But no, that was that was a good time. We got a halibut trip booked up for tomorrow. That's gonna be a good time. We gotta once we're off here, we pretty much gotta hit the hay. We gotta be down at the harbor by six. Go go out on the ocean. Go try and slab some butts and just add to the fun. But it's been it's been a busy week. We've just been burning through it. You're gonna have such a fat freezer box when you leave. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, there's no oceans in South Dakota, so it's kind of hard to get that you know the fresh fish. So, yeah, excited for that halibut trip tomorrow. That'll be pretty cool. It's got some high expectations to reach now. I was going into it with zero, but after, you know, the China <laughs> poo, the, that fishing, that was fun. So, yeah. it's got to, hopefully it comes close to a comparable. And Oh, yeah, it should be a good time. Hopefully we'll see some whales, you know, maybe see a puffin or two. We'll see plenty of otters. Oh, yeah. but, Bring the binos. Oh, yeah. For we'll, sure. And we'll get into some fish. But, yeah, we kind of we kind of spoiled you <laughs> leading up into the trip, you know, so. No, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't disappoint. It won't, but uh, like you said, it's going to be hard to hard to top the trip already because it's been a freaking blast. You've already done more now than even some of the locals do. Wow, yeah, I was making a joke earlier that uh, I've already caught more fish this year in Alaska than I have back home, and that's probably going <laughs> to stay true for the whole year. <laughs> yeah, we can only hope. That means we did our job right up here. <laughs> oh. Well, I wanted to get a little bit into kind of what you do back home, a little bit of how we know each other, and then we'll kind of come back to a little bit more about our trip and dig into some more of the details. But uh, we first met our freshman year at college. We were roommates. Both uh, both played football at Presentation College, and that was kind of kind of where this whole story began. We were you know, became roommates freshman year and kind of were friends from there on out. Uh, jumped around different roommates uh, all throughout the four years, but, you know, definitely definitely an OG in that aspect. And um, you're still there in Aberdeen. Uh, tell the folks listening what you do for work down there and a little bit of your, you know, what you take take uh, care of in your free time and do down there. Yeah, so uh, I currently work out at 3M, the, the plant out there. We're a manufacturing company. Uh so I'm kind of, so I'm a crew lead. I'm in charge of uh, a certain group of people. And we, uh, we make my, my department makes uh, like N95 respirators. So we make masks. Um, so it's really been booming. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Was <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, COVID dying out. Not so much, but yeah, we were really busy uh, pushing out masks, you know, seven days a week, 24 seven kind of thing, you know, um so that's what i do was doing for a while missed most of my ice fishing season due to that i think i got out one time this year which is a real big bummer tragic um again another reason why i've caught more fish here uh, that's <laughs> right. part of it but even if i went out a lot more i think that'd still be true but yeah so that's kind of me i i work and then try to get out and fish and hang out and you know 
deal with the Aberdeen life. Yep. <laughs> the mosquitoes, the hot weather, the lake. Exactly. No, we kind of, where our friendship outside of, you know, being roommates, because, you know, roommates, that's one thing. You you like to consider yourself friends with all your roommates, but there's, you know, definitely things that set people apart. And I definitely, my fondest, some of my fondest memories of college was taking the old uh, mom rig out and going blasting pheasants, doing some road hunting. You know, you and Mason Hansey were the two that kind of introduced me to the South Dakota way of life of, you know, cruising around late evenings, dirt roads and hammering down on pheasants. And that definitely uh, missed that more than more than anything out of South Dakota, for the most part, outside of the people. And man, every time I see a pheasant around here now, those memories spark up and I'm like, man, I need need the 12 gauge in here. I need the 12 gauge. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of lots of trips after practice, you know, get out skip a shower real quick and you know go out and road hunt lazy man hunt is what i call it because you can literally drive around in the state of south dakota with a shotgun that's loaded and when you see one you get out and shoot it which seems kind of illegal but it's not (laughs) wild yeah wild wild. concept to me so yeah we did that many many times we'd get out of practice or on a weekend after you know a sunday but after film and stuff after games we'd go out and do some road hunting or maybe push a field or two and yeah that that Good time. Still baffles me that there's, you know, ringneck pheasant here in Alaska <laughs> yeah. that are identical. I, I don't know. It seems weird to me. Yeah, no, not a cornfield in sight. And that was, we were driving up to Jordan's parents' house. I was like, yeah, we'll probably see some pheasant. You're like, pheasant? Like, like pheasant, pheasant? Like South Dakota pheasant? I was like, yeah. And then sure as shit, you know, one runs across the road and you're like, no way, that's that's just a ringneck pheasant. <laughs> I was like, yup. Only sure, place in Alaska. Yep, sure shit. <laughs> Felt right at home. <laughs> All right. Make you real comfortable real quick. No, but that was, speaking of feeling illegal, my first first memory of old Mason Hansey back in the Dakotas, he invited me out to go do some road hunting. He was like, yeah, you want to go road hunting? I was like, I was like, yeah, sure. But before we, you know, he was kind of giving me the run. He was like, yeah, bring the shotgun, bring some shells. We'll hop in the hop in the truck, go drive around. And I was like, all right, before, you know, before we go, like, give me, you know, give me the skinny on the legality of this. I, you know, preface it. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm game regardless. Um, but like, let me know, you know, if we see that green truck roll up, what do I need to do? Oh no, it's completely legal. I was like, you sure? He's like, yeah. I was like, you don't have to lie to me. Like I'll, I'll come regardless. Uh, but uh, he's like, no, no, it's it's completely legal. You just you can't. And it blows my mind because if it comes out of because what it's the roadway or any of the easement on either side and the bird legally has to be flying over the public roadway because if it's over, you know, in a field or something, that's, you know, unless it's public land, uh, you can't shoot it. You know, if it's flying over some private land, even if it came out of the easement, you can't shoot it. But if it's going over the roadway, you can shoot it, which seems all kinds of bass backwards. <laughs> but then um, that, man, that sparked a whole do, whole different love of pheasant hunting because growing up in Texas, we'd drive, you know, 12 hours up into the panhandle to go you know, chase pheasant for a full weekend. And if we saw three birds, we were doing good. First field I ever pushed in South Dakota, we probably flushed 60 birds out of it. And I was like, what the fuck was I doing back in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, didn't tell me you could do this. That's some bullshit. <laughs> but no, that was, that was a blast. And that's definitely something I want to make a trip back down and, you know, see you guys down there and go, you know, work some fields. How's the pheasant population been doing? Cause I know, 
our junior senior year of college they kind of got hit real hard with some bad weather and you know big die-offs and stuff are they have they kind of bounced back a bit or holding um, steady you know they said that they've been low but that's what they say <laughs> right. I, this year i actually got some time to go out and do it a little bit and i thought I, we did pretty good i don't maybe i'm just getting better at it that's I mean, very possible maybe luck better to be lucky than good i guess but uh yeah, they said the numbers have been going down, not so great. I don't really know why. Uh, probably just the way the weather is and, like, the vegetation and stuff and all that. But I had a pretty good year. We got – I mean, I think I went out six, seven times, which isn't as much as I would like to. But I think I got at least one or two birds every single time I went out, which Heck yeah. for, you know, an hour out driving around is all I would get <laughs> in those times. Good. So not not very much. I guess the, it's pretty good, though. Yeah. No, and that's a cool – that's a cool hunting – trip because it's it's something that like i mean how we did it at football you can go to work all day get off you might only have two hours till dark but it's enough time to you know load you know, load the shotguns get out you know get out of town a bit and just go drive some gravel roads you know sunsets in south dakota are gorgeous they last for forever because there's not a fucking tree in sight um but <laughs> watch your dog run away for you know the next two days yeah, exactly <laughs> But no, that was, that was a cool way to go about it. And it's kind of, it reminds me of the fishing up here in the summer where you can work a full day and then still get out and, you know, get after it for a little bit and don't feel too pressed. So no, that's something that's still, I want to get, take you down there, Sean. And because you'll fucking, oh, it's, it's some fun hunting. That's yeah. Some, come on out. Come on out. It'll be it. fun. I'll, I'll, I don't know if I can offer you as much as you guys have offered me here, <laughs> but I'll try my darndest. Right. <laughs> no, we'll have a good time regardless. <laughs> No, but so I've been spending, have you been after college? Have you been at uh 3M the whole time or? Uh, no. So I went back home for, uh, it was probably about eight months out to Rapid City where I, where I grew up mostly. Um, did a few different things, went back to my summer job that I'd been doing, uh, kind of worked. I guess it was like a little bit of a promotion that summer. Um, but then they lost their contract. So it was like mowing grass out on the Air Force Base out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do uh, every five years, they do a contract. So that was the last year of the contract. And so we weren't really sure if they're going to get it again. They ended up not getting it. But I'd left before that, went to another company and in Rapid is my buddy. I actually helped him start up his business a little bit, him and his dad. Uh, we're doing like foundations. And uh, so it's like concrete raising. You do like a polyurethane foam injection underneath of it. Really cool, actually. But uh, I kind of helped him with that a little bit, but it ended up not being exactly what I thought it was going to be as far as some of the, you know, payment and stuff like that, I guess. So I was kind of looking for something else. And so I had a buddy, my roommate now, Braden Clubbin. Oof. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Club. Yeah, love you, buddy. But no, he was working out at 3M. He's like, you know, it's not a bad deal. Like, you should look into it. And I was like, okay, it's as simple as that. I looked into it and. You know, been out there for a year and a half now, kind of starting to work my way up the ranks a little bit and mm-hmm. making the right steps to be successful in my career, I guess. Hell yeah, no, you were, you know, we were talking about that the other night and, you know, didn't didn't realize all the benefits and stuff that place offered and it's a pretty sweet, pretty sweet gig you got there and especially, I mean, you got a good head on your shoulders, you know, got a degree behind you and, you know, good work ethic and the way you were kind of describing it, I was like, shit, fuck, I'm in the wrong, wrong industry. <laughs> Just a little cooler though. All right, it comes with some perks. I'll, I'll give it that. I, I, I don't have health insurance, but fuck, I catch some fish. That's cool. <laughs> Who needs health insurance? Right. <laughs> Who goes to the doctor, anyways? The dentist. Okay. Hey now, <laughs> <laughs> might need it after this softball game today. The amount of dust on my teeth. Jesus Dude, Christ! I know. 
That was a gnarly slide, though. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Was, you totally were safe. I just want to put that up. Oh, come on. Okay, for everybody listening, uh, inside uh, the base path. Never mind. I'm not even getting in this. Still still too too soon. Still it's too, too raw. Yeah, that wound's still open. I uh, took some ankles uh, with a nasty spin move going into third, and apparently I'm outside of the base path, which is incorrect. Uh, our ump didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. But... <laughs> Definitely Kid. rush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kidding, guys. Uh, y'all don't want to hear about that anyways. Uh, we should have won. <laughs> oh, no, goodness. But give us, I want to know what, coming into this trip, because this is your first time up to Alaska, you have no prior you know, experience with Alaska, anything. What were your honest expectations of just from the ground up, what were you expecting out of Alaska coming up here? Like whether it would be, you know, views, fishing, just the wildlife you'd see, the individuals, the town, city itself, like from very base level all the way to 30,000 foot view, what were you expecting out of a trip up to Alaska? You know, I really didn't actually have that high expectations. Uh, Like I told you when I was, Coming up here, I said, I want to do a few things. I want to see you first off because it's been way too long. (laughs) Didn't have any closure with that, all that story. Um, I wanted to see Alaska, a lot of mostly the views. I said, I'd really love to do some fishing, and I love food, so I want to eat some good food. And, you know, I've hit all of those for sure. Um, But, yeah, that's a lot of what I came into. I didn't want to do too much research and start, you know – I learned from this podcast, actually, that (laughs) you don't want to start getting your expectations too high because then you might – potentially get disappointed and i think that was a great technique actually it came in with you know hopefully we get to go do some fishing hopefully we get to go out i think before i flew in we had one that one river fishing trip plan and then we're like yeah we could probably do the halibut and i think i fished every single day i've here i've, I've been here and got way more out of it the, the trip with Vinny out across the bay that was last minute planned and it, it was fantastic absolutely cool Love, loved it, but yeah, my expectations, I guess, really were just wanted to see where you're from, see you, wanted to see the views of Alaska, never been out here, you know, always heard it's pretty cool, heard the fishing's pretty good, so I was like, well, we'll, we'll check it out, we'll check it out. <laughs> it's worth a shot, we'll, we'll throw a blind shot in the dark and we'll see what happens, but no, I'm glad it hasn't disappointed and like... You know, the way you put it, it's, I mean, the best way to do it. It's, and I, I, this, that's just my outlook on any vacation. Go into it with light expectations and let them overperform because nothing worse than, you know, doing a ton of research, being like, this is exactly how it's going to go. And then all it takes is one thing to go, you know, not as planned. And all of a sudden, your whole trip's derailed in your mind, and this didn't work. And then all of a sudden, you're, you know, just being pessimistic about stuff. And then even if something's cool, but it wasn't ideal, then you're looking down on that and stuff like that. So, no, I definitely think that's the healthiest way to go into any vacation. And plus, it allows for impromptu stuff. Like, you know, if we had every day of the trip planned out and booked out with a freaking itinerary and schedule we wouldn't have gone out with vince out on his you know boat and done that and that's probably been the you know pinnacle of the trip so far absolutely yeah and other than meeting sean because he's a beautiful face (laughs) can't confirm (laughs) you guys heard it firsthand (laughs) he's not single ladies don't uh don't slide up in those dms yeah smith be mad (laughs) 
Oh, goodness. No. So for any advice for like a first time, you know, you're, if you had any advice to give yourself, you know, in a prior life for coming up to Alaska or any other first time Alaska uh, visitor, what would it be? Um, I would say, I guess my biggest thing is I didn't do enough. I didn't do enough research. I felt like if I'd came up here with the amount of research I did, I, I should have kept the expectations low like I did, but I did pretty much zero research. <laughs> I just put it all in your hands. I'm like, he's a local. He knows what he's doing. A little frightening. I thought about that on the plane. I'm like, huh, the guys were talking about their trips and what they were doing and asked me to say, what are you doing? I said, what? You know, great question. I'm going fishing, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I have no freaking idea what's about to happen. Yeah, that's the I most got, faith anybody's put in me in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I got real quiet, and I started pondering. I'm like, oh, boy, what did I get myself into? And, you know, it played out pretty well. Maybe next time, like especially if you don't know a local, which I guess that's another point. If you don't know what you're doing in Alaska, ask a local. They're, I'm sure they're willing to help, and they're obviously going to give you a pretty good time. So, yeah, maybe uh, – the only other thing that I felt like I, I guess I wasn't fully equipped with was like maybe some waders, which you gave me some, but like some of my own would have been more comfortable or, or even a pair of extra tufts, which is apparently the footwear of Alaska, as yeah. I found out real quick. Weird. <laughs> I don't think I saw a single person not wearing extra tufts <laughs> other than me. Right. That's the, the quickest way to spot a non-local. Look at their feet. You're like, mm. Nikes, huh? <laughs> Homie's fishing in Converse. <laughs> Ooh, get back to California, bud. No, unless you're Sean, then you're out golfing in Crocs. So show up. Oh, that's right. We played the longest eighteen oh, round dude. of golf ever. Uh, I think we finished up at like twelve thirty, which uh, you know, golfing under the midnight sun that was cool. But goddamn, that was a long round of golf. Yeah, that's uh, definitely the latest and longest I've ever been on a golf course. It's <laughs> not the darkest, kind of weird, but <laughs> yeah, because uh, none of us are uh, expert golfers by any means. But uh, so there was a lot of looking for balls, <laughs> but it, it was a good time. That was. That was a blast. <laughs> Shout out, John. Thank you, John. Yeah, thank you, Big John. It's treating us for a good time. Heck yeah. No. Goodness. Sorry, guys. My brain is, we've literally been running on so little sleep and so much caffeine. It's been. You guys have done so much. For the little time that you've been here so far, you guys have done an immense amount of shit. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that we came in with. Like, almost no plans, and I haven't had a minute to sit down and, like, think. (laughs) Which, I'm not complaining at all. It's been awesome, like I said. But, yeah, it's uh, been very jam-packed, very full, very busy. Yeah, that last day we have is going to be nice. Just decompress for half a day, drive up, probably. You know, you've already seen everything, so you can probably just sleep for five hours of the car ride. I think I'm going to save it and apologize to whoever's sitting next to me on the plane because I'm going to be sawing logs. (laughs) (laughs) no goodness because it's been just crazy hectic like earlier this week i was i was telling sean i was like shit we gotta we gotta record an episode we're gonna be late you're like dude it's like monday i was like huh what (laughs) i was like i I couldn't even guess what day of the week it is right now (laughs) but no it's been it's been a dandy of a time and you know we're just continuing to plug away we've been doing you know even in our downtime we've been getting stuff done you've been helping us with the house here we put up a new ceiling fan a little bit of stuff uh you know spackling some holes in the wall uh knee bone um (laughs) oops (laughs) no But no, I wanted to touch on kind of what you said with um, bringing gear up here, or at least, you know, 
the lack of. That's definitely a good idea for if you do plan on bring, coming up and like like you know how your expectation. You wanted to definitely do some fishing. Um, a good pair of waders goes a long ways, and you know I try and always have extras. But uh, mining your body shape isn't necessarily the same. I'm a uh, like five seven, 170 pounds, and you're definitely larger than me. I'm still an old lineman at heart. <laughs> <laughs> so the the shoes were the right size. You know, size thirteen was right, but the waist wasn't quite there. But we didn't have to bring out any butter. We are right. right. Hey, yeah, they're still intact. There's no holes. There's no uh, no split seams. So we're doing. Do you know if we were getting on the boat? And you're like, just give me a second. And like, hike the leg up. <laughs> I was like, you're good, man. You're like, no, I'm going to split these out. <laughs> a little tight. Yeah. So uh, next time I'll uh, up the sizing for anybody visiting. <laughs> next time I'll just come more prepared. Exactly. I don't know. If I if I came here on my own, I don't know how I could have brought all my gear. I would have had to check another bag and stuff like that. You definitely had a lot of additional stuff that I did not bring. Yeah. Well, that's a tough thing because there's so much you want to have. There's, you know, the thin line of being way over prepared where you bring eight suitcases for a week long trip. Um, but, you know, the back end of that is if you don't have anything, it can make, you know, even though you might be fishing from the shore for salmon or trout or something like that, you know, if you don't have a pair of like extra tufts or, you know, muck boots, something, you know, high boots at least, if not hip waders, if not chest waders, it can kind of derail a trip real quick. And, you know, shit's not expensive anymore you pay for you know plane ticket to get up here you know food lodging all that stuff rent a car if you need that you know probably renting fishing gear if you're not bringing your own if not buying fishing gear the last thing you want to do is buy a 200 dollars pair of waders and a 200 dollars pair of wading boots because you know stuff just adds up but if there's probably if you're planning on doing a fishing trip and there's one thing you can bring you can buy a freaking cheapo depot fishing rod and reel if you need to get by but a good pair of waders that fit you well and you can you know wear all week and not you know blink an eye at that's you know probably the best piece of gear you can bring up we haven't seen a whole lot of rain but every year rain like crazy this time of year bring a raincoat yeah raincoat maybe some rain pants or something yeah i did not bring that so i'm kind of blessed that we've had really good weather yeah Yeah. it's been dry and dusty (laughs) mad dusty yeah, because, shoot, we've had maybe friggin' eight drops of water all summer so far. It's made for a gorgeous summer, but, you know, nobody throw any cigarette butts out the window because this whole for state real. might go up in flames. And water in the garden a lot. Yeah, no, for sure. We've It's... It's been it's been a weird one this year. That old global warming thing. Some some might be <laughs> connected on that, but but who knows? That should conspiracy. It's, it's the frogs. They're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> Lizard people, man. Their eyes close sideways. <laughs> oh shit! Goodness. Um, God, sorry guys. I am just. I have no train of thought tonight. Oh, I've you guys have just been two ragged. But uh, oh, got a! You got to test out my. Finally picked up my uh, sleeping bag for sheep season. Barney's finally got their shipment of the Stone Glacier Chilkoot bags in. Picked up a fifteen degree bag from them, um, and we've been so busy I didn't even you know take it out of the package until we went out on Vince's boat yesterday. You know, knew there was a possibility of staying out on the water, so packed a couple sleeping bags and. Jordan can be a little anal about her gear, and my little brother still has my other sleeping bag. Loaned that out to him a week ago, and uh, so borrowed hers. And you gotta gotta test out that sleeping bag uh, from a non 
uh, gear junkie, or at least sleep <laughs> sleeping bag uh, specific uh, junkie. How'd you like it? Because uh, how many farts did you let rip in that bad boy? Oh, <laughs> oh, she's good and broke in now. <laughs> down just soaks it up. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it actually really comfy. It's super smooth, like soft, I should say, I guess. Um, it was, I guess, odd circumstances for it. You know, you're in the, the front of a boat, essentially, in a little cabin. It le- I legit said I was in a coffin, you know. I'm in a, <laughs> in a bunk bed. We were playing footsie all night. It was fantastic. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got some nice feet. Yeah. You know, we just finished cooking up those fresh fish off the that we had just caught, and so it was a little warm in there. So it definitely kept me warm. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty warm as it is, especially when I sleep. So I definitely wasn't worried about being cold. Yeah. We're, so I doubt you had it fully zipped up or anything while you're rocking it, but did you, like, did it fit you well? Because you're – about me and a half of a person because uh, <laughs> your boy is tiny um, and I have no no doubt in my mind that it'll fit me just fine. But it, did it fit you fairly dead? Oh, yeah. You're going to have wiggle room for sure. I, it covered me head to toe. I didn't zip it all the way because I probably would have had a heat stroke. <laughs> right. But Yeah. Uh, no. Kept me in there nice and cozy. Wrapped all the way around. Probably definitely could have zipped it all the way up. Oh, fit, yeah. fit my height even. So, yeah, you'll have... Tons oh, of yeah. room. It's like a swimming tent. In that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I was just curious because, yeah, I didn't even forget. It was still in the plastic. We were gearing up because we got back from the water taxi, you know, and we had, shoot, 45 minutes to get to the next boat, basically. And we had to do a full round trip, got to the house, just ripped the plastic off, shoved it in my pack, tossed it back in, and got after it. And, no, that's good to hear. I'm glad because I'm excited. I'm going to be sleeping in that for couple months so <laughs> it better be decent <laughs> you slept just fine up there in the bow bow yeah first time there? was that your first you time sleeping it? on a boat oh ever? definitely yeah. yeah definitely a first for me as many on this trip i've had a lot of firsts uh yeah it it's a different breed it's different you know got the motion of the ocean as mm-hmm. they say uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's not the size of the seas. <laughs> it's definitely. I wouldn't say it's crowded. I had plenty of room, but it was, it was different. It was a little tight. Yeah, it, it gets to be a little spooky, especially on the smaller boats, like the little gillnetters. You've got like a foot maybe of room. And you like slide into the the bed sideways. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get getting in that thing. Not great. Looked like it was giving birth to me when I got out. So. <laughs> yeah, I know the little double V birth, and mm-hmm. I definitely chose the wrong. I'm glad I chose the side I did because I'm the smallest guy, but. I definitely at all of five seven didn't exactly fit in that bunk. <laughs> so, but no, so it was a, it was a tight squeeze in there, but wasn't you know wasn't nothing too crazy. We had some decent you know we were in a nice little calm bay there for the most part, little rock and roll. But you know for me, I'm you know I spent a couple months out of the year sleeping on the ocean, so it didn't bother me none. But that was your first time, and gentleman with us, Caleb, you know he's was up front and on it. He's like, yeah, first couple times, every time I went on a boat, you know, even the slightest stuff kind of gets to me, but I think we were also tore up and tired. I mean, we ate dinner at one thirty in the morning, so we were just ready to freaking close our eyes. Yeah. And then Vince had the bright idea. He was like, we're going to get up at four and go hit it again. And we were like, get bent, dude. <laughs> but by God, he set that alarm and let that something bitch ring for about two hours. Of the it was a long time. <laughs> oh, but no goodness. It was, it was a good one. What would, um, if you were to come back again, now that you've gotten some fishing out of the way and stuff, is there anything in Alaska? Well, I actually, I know this, I know the answer to this one. Um, but what would be your like 
go to what's now that you've checked off a couple of your Alaska bucket list stuff. If you did another trip, what would be next on the next on the list? Uh, yeah, you're right. You know the answer. <laughs> Been talking about it all week. So I'm big into planes. Uh, someday I will get my private pilot's license. Uh, it's not a if, it's a when. Uh, but yeah, I definitely want to go take like a flight seeing at least. Like I want to get up in the air and go see Alaska. I think that'd be cool. Just a like I said, I'm I'm so like geeked out over flying. I don't know why it fascinates me so much. So I think just getting to fly for one would be cool. And then why not do it over Alaska? Right, so much to see. I think you could like do one of those bear trips. I think Samantha does those, doesn't mm-hmm. she? Yeah, that would be that'd be cool. It's unreal, dude. The flying part is just unreal. People that get to do oh. that for a living, that's kind of like a faux living. We're going to take a quick little second to look out the window at the giant moose that is uh, hanging outside of the studio. Um. <laughs> take a picture. Take a picture. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times this week I've said, that blows my mind. <laughs> this is blowing my mind. Mid-podcast, and there's just a giant moose walking around. <laughs> oh, Got a couple calves with her? I think so. Oh, well, uh, throw those headset on the, on the mic there. Go take a quick little peek ski. We'll give a little oh, yeah. pause real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just too cute to ignore. <laughs> right. It really is. Being, even being from here, you can't just ignore that. Yeah. We got a mama with two brand new calves just hanging out in the yard. They're playing around in the chicken coop and messing around with the picnic table, chewing on that and having a good little ball. So, you know. Exactly. Can't ignore them. Got to go. Always go give them a good little love and some appreciation. Mm. <laughs> no, that's kind of another just little cherry on top. You know, we'd seen some moose, but those babies, they're just, they're adorable. I, I don't, you know, I don't get too wound up about too many baby animals. Baby moose are freaking cute, though. All day. Dweeby looking. Big old legs, tiny Definitely little bodies. Definitely dweeby looking. <laughs> All gangly. Nope. Alaska doesn't disappoint. No. Nope. Just when you think you're at the end of the trip. Boom. Big old moose and little babies. Yo, she's got some cool scarring on her. It looks like she'd gotten, you know, roughed up by something, bear or something. She's got some big scars on her side there. But she looks like a big old mama, though. Obviously not dry, you know, still pumping out calves. But she's been, she's seen some, she's seen some winners. <laughs> Have you ever seen, like, the knots that moose get? get like little, they look like hairballs or, like, cysts on them? Uh-uh. Oh, I yeah. don't think so. I've seen... Two so far, one at the reservoir of all places. Huh. Big old like knots. I think they're like hair cysts or something like huh, that. Something like old scar that's festered up or something, maybe. calloused over. But there's like just all over whole. Body. Oh really? Yeah, huh. like get pretty bad. But oh, that's fucking gross. No, so. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're like, what the fuck's wrong with that moose? Apparently, it's it happens. Huh. No idea. Oh, god, they're so cute, beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, just look up a little. Oh, look at there. <laughs> oh, goodness. So what's your uh, what's on the rest of your agenda for this summer once you get back home? I don't really have too much planned out for the summer, I guess. Just going to keep on working, start, you know, saving some money again because we <laughs> kind of spent a lot. <laughs> right. Worth it every penny. Not going to complain one bit about it. But, uh, yeah, it's working. Uh, and then we're going to probably, you know, try and make the best of it. I know uh, old boy Jerry Series still out there. We were planning on maybe trying to do some, like, lake days, uh, maybe, like, trying to get a camping trip to get out of town a little bit. Heck, yeah. Kind of doing some 
just trying to do some more fun stuff to get away from town and keep keep the mental health okay. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no, it's tough, especially you know summer gets around, especially up here, and I'm sure it's the same way back home. You're just going, 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 and you know even like this, been a week of unreal experiences, but it's almost too much, and you gotta almost you know you gotta slow down a little bit to enjoy it and. You know, you get so busy, work, everything, all of a sudden another winter shows up, and you're just like, fuck, <laughs> here we go again. You know? You're going to go back home and finally get a chance to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that'll be nice. It'll be dark. Um, yeah, right. That'll be nice. <laughs> yeah, what was that like for the first time getting to, because you, we kind of specifically set this trip up to kind of be around the solstice. You know, we were trying to set it up around the king fishing, but that, you know, we had that curveball, but I wanted you to kind of get to experience kind of the midnight sun and all that stuff what was that like getting the experience for a first time um you know it's kind of mind-boggling actually uh the first night really didn't bother me at all uh i think i was running on like two hours of sleep in the last two days but coming into this trip you know had to do some traveling so it didn't matter if the sun was in my face it didn't, <laughs> i was sleeping um but yeah it more so, it hasn't really bothered me at night as much as I thought it was gonna. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that was gonna be a bigger deal than it actually was. Um, but it's just kind of, it definitely weird. Like I said, on the golf course, you know, golfing at midnight and you can find, well, most balls as long as they're not too far <laughs> off to the side. Right, you just can't find the yeah. balls I hit. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Uh, just cause, I mean, it's, it's daylight, literally. So it, it kind of is weird. You're like, oh man, it's kind of starting to drop. What is it? Like nine o'clock and you're like, wow, it's, it's one in the morning. That's, that's crazy. Like last night we're, filleting fish no no flashlights like cooking dinner at one in the morning out on the on the ocean you know so i mean it's it's definitely a cool concept i think it's kind of neat that you can just go literally all day and it doesn't doesn't make a difference yeah no that's it's one of those weird uh, some people really struggle with it like it just messes up their internal body clocks and stuff but you know i'm kind of on the same you know wavelength as you is i i just love it because it lets me get the stuff I need to get done, done, or at least gives me the chance to, because like this, shoot, you know, we're doing this podcast right now. It's almost 11 p.m. and it is clear as day. It looks like it's 10 a.m. outside. Like it is, you know, it's plenty bright. You know, we're sitting here watching the moose, no big deal. And you know, it's going to be. Unfortunately, it's slowly going to dissipate, but it's going to be like this well through August, and oh, yeah. you know, even September come moose season, we get you know, get some dusky and like you know, ten thirty and stuff. But it, we just get some pretty extremes on the summer side. And the nice thing is the winters aren't nearly ex- as extreme as the summers because like you see this end of it, then you're like, fuck, the winters must really blow. Yeah. Which they can, you know, you come December twenty first and do. stuff like around the solstice. It's pretty dark, but it's not nearly as extreme because, and I think part of it's when the sun is out, you really enjoy it and it's real pretty, you know, everything's covered in snow and it's real gorgeous. Get out, do some skiing or some snow machining or something. But, um, the summer's definitely way more extreme on this end where it's, you know, you just go, go, go. We've, we haven't, I think one night, the night we stayed up, look, trying to get the bears to come back. We we're going to try and get, you know, shoot one of the bears. And it was probably two thirty three in the morning. And it was, it was pretty dark. We had some overcast that day to where it got, you know, it, I wouldn't have ethically shot at an animal at that point, but every other day of this trip, like I would have had no qualms at two in the morning pulling a trigger. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, just mind-boggling. I think it's absolutely <laughs> cool, but it's definitely it's definitely a trip when you, yeah. you look at the clock and you're like, huh, 
This is weird. Like, am, I, am I confused? Like, <laughs> oh, dude, when it first starts happening and it first starts getting really light outside, you wake up to work and you're like, "Fuck, I am late. <laughs> I am definitely late to work." And it's you're right on time, just because it's so bright out so early. I think the one that tripped me up the most was I was flying. I forgot what why what I was doing, but I was flying from down south back up to Alaska, and I was leaving Seattle in the dark. Showed up in Alaska in the light, and. It was just like, I, it, was, it was just so trippy because it was, you know, dark in Seattle, like nine flying and you can see it just steadily getting lighter, 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 touchdown at Anchorage, at like midnight and it's bright. And just three hours ago, it was dark in a different state. And it was just like, mm. <laughs> my brain was just like, does not come to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But you were talking about like, I think we talked about it earlier in the week about how like in the, in the winters, it. I mean, if you think about it now, I even in Aberdeen, obviously the days are shorter there too than they would be right now. But even there, I don't see sun that much. You you know, you go to work in the morning, sun's maybe just coming up. You'll see the sunrise. By the time you're getting out, it's setting. So, I mean, I was like, man, that would struggle not having any sunlight. But then it's like, that's basically what I'm doing now. It wouldn't be much different. Mm-hmm. And then being in Aberdeen, I was like, well, on the weekends I'd get sun now because then it's, you know, 40, totally 40 below and – Wow, that that's a drastic jump, but it's below freezing and yeah. uh, you know forty mile an hour winds. You don't want to be outside in the sun, so it's the coldest place on earth I've ever been. Uh, it's a it's a cool place, but man, like we we always joke about it on here. You know, we kind of live in the banana belt of Alaska because like I was trying to think, we maybe dropped below zero double digits last like, like maybe, maybe ten times below maybe. zero this last winter, if that, and. I mean, I remember a week in South Dakota where we got hit by one of those polar vortexes where it was, you know, one day, one of the days, it was negative 65 before the wind chill, and it was, you know, blowing like 25, 30. You know, you don't even care to look at the wind chill because you're not, you're not going outside. Like, literally the news was like, if you go outside, try not to breathe. And you're like, what? They're like, oh, wait, what do you mean try not to breathe? They're like, yeah, your, your lungs will dissolve no they will literally freeze they will collapse and you will die i was like why don't you just say don't go outside <laughs> like say stay inside nobody leave your house today instead of you can leave just don't do the thing that keeps you alive or else you'll die <laughs> you, <laughs> south dakota we're built different yeah exactly yeah our school during that week every school within three states was shut down but our school was like mm. We can probably make it happen. See that snow drift? Yeah, you can walk through it. You're all right. Dude, Might that... be taller than you, but, well, especially you. But... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that. <laughs> no, that is the one difference up here, though. We do get a lot of snow. Even, I mean, we haven't had, last winter was a real winter. It was but a good snow. We, I mean, we get a ton of snow. And I think it might just because the wind blows all our snow to Minnesota and South Dakota. Um, but, yeah. you know, you don't get all that much snow. It'll, you know, it definitely falls. You get big storms and whatnot. But here we'll, you know, we'll, we had snow till, you know, late May. We you get know. a constant snow. It is constantly, we'll get like maybe a week of break, two weeks of break. But it is, you are always shoveling. Yeah. Always shoveling. My favorite pastime when I get off of work before I leave to go to work is shoveling snow. Yeah. Is it your favorite or your half? I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Shovel work. Right. Shovel snow before I leave. Shovel snow at work. Shovel snow after work because it's been snowing all fucking day. 
Yeah, no, snow plowing is always a freaking pain, especially in those big storms where you, like, start at 3 in the morning, you're plowing, 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 but it kept snowing all day, and then by the end of the day, you just start again at the beginning of your route because everything's still covered in snow, and it's just like, oh. We had some dumpers last year. Yeah. Absolute dumpers. No, it was a lot of snow plowing, a lot of digging the trucks out of ditches and stuff. There's we got a lot of storms this year, which it was good. I mean, we needed it. I mean, it's the only moisture we've seen all freaking year. Which is crazy <laughs> to think about. Yeah. I'm sure this fall is just gonna be miserably wet. By about the yeah. time I get in the sheep mountains, we probably won't have a freaking drop of sunshine. <laughs> Sounds about right. We're gonna make up our moisture. Oh we'll yeah, get somewhere. It. Exactly, but I remember last time we had a hot summer. It was the time when uh, ski lake, the Loon Lake fire, ski lake was on fire. Mm, yeah, holy hell! How many, fall was wet. How many years ago was that? Because we were talking about when we were driving through. I was showing them, you know, the burn area and everything. Because I'm pretty sure I was back at ago? school. It might have been three, three, four years ago. Something I think it's like got to be at least four. Because I think that was my sophomore or junior year of college. Um, because that burned some acreage and it was one of the rare ones that was right there on the road system. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure you had some videos from back then, you know, driving through an inferno, you know, fire on both sides oh, of the road. Yeah, it's and just as high as you can see on both sides. You were like afraid that the, you could feel the heat through the windows of your car and you could just like feel the paint on your car wanting to boil off. Yeah. You got to get to Taco Bell, man. Dude, hell yeah. That's when <laughs> Sam lived in Anchorage. I'd drive up there and I drove. Oh, dude, I was in traffic for like seven hours waiting for them to open the road. I bet. Yeah. No, because I never, I never saw that fire, never got to be a part of it because it was back when I was at school. But man, are you still driving through there. It burned so much ground. Yeah. It's finally starting to come back, though. I mean, obviously no tree growth, really, but little, you know, sapling spruce and stuff and just the undervegetation. Because for forever, you'd see some fireweed up through there. You know, you, tons of mushrooms is great for the morels. I mean, people were picking hundreds of pounds of morels in a day. Um, but outside of that, I mean, there was just not much for even grasses and stuff. But now it's getting pretty thick in there. It'll be some great hunting. I mean, the only downsides, that's all, you know, hunting restricted area due to ski lack anyways. But, but no, there'll be tons of wildlife in there here in a couple of years, though, after that burn. Still be pretty relatively clear, though. Make it easy traveling. Mm. Easy pickings. Yeah, right. No. Oh. Well, goodness, I don't want to cut this too short. You got any topics you want to cover before we hop off? We are, for you guys listening, we are going to keep this one a little bit short because, like we said, we've got to be up bright and early to do some fishing. But, uh, you know, we hold true to our promise. We'll always give you an episode every Thursday at 6 a.m. Um, and on that note, make sure to like, subscribe, and do all that fun stuff. Um, but back to you, Nepo. <laughs> but any, any even, like, I don't know, questions, something about Alaska that you – truly have no idea about or any insight you need or shit any just reflections or anything well you know before coming here this week i would have said no but the amount of times i've felt so uncultured here um <laughs> tides yeah i knew they were a thing didn't realize they were that big of a deal like the, the water is there and then you know a couple hours later it's it's just not it, it's kind of <laughs> crazy. Re- really mind-boggling there you know Thought of, then you get to go check the tides. We did that a little bit. Got to go see like oh, some, some starfish and yeah. stuff. Yeah, we had some minus five tides here recently. Yeah, some big ones. They went way the fuck out. Like way the fuck out. 
Yeah. Yeah. Usually, when the water's low like that in South Dakota, that means we're in a drought. So <laughs> everyone's gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So kind of, kind of weird. Um, that was one of the things of many that just surprised. I guess surprised me. I, I've always known about tides, learned about them and stuff, mm. but never to the extent to where you're planning your fishing trips around it and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. No. Every and that's you know it sounds cliche to be you know everything's bigger in Alaska or everything's more extreme up here, but like. Truly, everything's just a little more. It, it makes you feel so small. Like when you see that much water, like the tides. Every six hours, we have a high tide and a low tide. Like in a six-hour period, you can watch a miles. Like head of Kachemak Bay, you will watch the water recede miles. Like a two-mile mud flat all of a sudden yeah. appears in six hours, and then six hours later, it's flooded out, and it's like. You just start thinking about life or you see, you know, like that, the moose and the babies out there, that moose could stomp any one of us out like that. They don't care about people. They didn't, you know, they're sitting there licking the chainsaw, checking out. They don't have a care in the world. And it just makes you feel like it, you know, tiny little bears running off with your garbage and stuff like you just, (laughs) it makes you kind of rethink your life. And, you know, it's cool getting to see that perspective from, you know, like how you've said throughout this whole trip, you're like, wow, that, you know literally your kind of phrase for the week's been that's been mind-boggling or that you know this and that and we kind of you know it's the same for us but after a while you just kind of get used to it it's just you know that's that's life that's life in alaska like having locks on dumpsters and shit like that yeah, yeah. i'm kind of glad you pointed that out the other day otherwise i would have been sitting there fighting it for a while <laughs> for sure that, that's not a thing <laughs> Yeah, or like, you know, just the daylight and stuff. It's like it just everything's a little more extreme, but no, it's it's a cool place. We're definitely gonna have to get you up in the air this trip. I already feel bad for not making it happen this trip. I was like, Do you know if there's still we're gonna try and do one of those like just spit helicopter rides? But I don't know if that company made it through COVID or not. Because I haven't seen their advertisements and I did a little Google search, couldn't find them, but that was a pretty popping little gig, uh uh, like three years ago, I hear a helicopter taking off every once in a while. Yeah, because they've got the one for one of the bear viewing uh, adventures there. The ones that just picked up the brand new beavers, the two new. Oh, I know one of them do flight seeing, not just bear viewing, but they do flight seeing out of the plane. Yeah, maybe it's Smoky Bay or K Bay yeah. or something like that. Oh, Samantha, she'll know. I so said we had looked into a few of them, and it was just you know another thing to throw on top of the already busy schedule and yeah. another another money thing. So yeah. Those are a little pricey because we want. I really wanted to send them out on one of the bear viewing trips that y'all done because those are just so cool. Plus, you know, get up in the sky and stuff, and plus getting to be feet from thousand pound brown bears is pretty cool. Makes you feel real little real quick. Oh yeah, catch definitely. I you say you're you're sad we didn't get to it, but I think it's actually probably a good thing because now I have that dangling over my head. (laughs) Yeah. Now you're now that I tell you this, you're gonna use it on me. But (laughs) hey, we got some flight scene. You want to come out to Alaska again? Start pulling teeth. I've already been you know showing you every every plane that comes up on the Facebook Marketplace. (laughs) Well, that's because you're trying to get me to move here. That's that's a different story. It's going to happen. It's easy. <laughs> well, you just pack your shit in a bag, sell everything else, and you leave. <laughs> You're going to get real tired of me living in your spare bedroom. <laughs> Take it from two guys who've done it. Yeah, real easy to just drop your life and come up here. You're like, I'm going to start new here. This yeah. Is, yeah, sell everything you fucking own. <laughs> yeah, first day here, I sent a picture of 
I think just nature or something. I don't really remember. I sent her something that was pretty cool. And she said, no, you're not moving to Alaska. <laughs> I laughed. And then about an hour later, one of her best friends texts me. Hey, by the way, yeah, you're not moving to Alaska. <laughs> that, that's real. I'm like, man, new phone. Who this? <laughs> <laughs> no, once you get that bug, it's hard to kick. But, you know, the benefit, you know, of having friends all over the place. We're not going anytime soon. And, uh, you know, you, <laughs> I'll, I'll always have a spare bedroom. <laughs> well, good deal. Might use it. Exactly. No, because. After after seeing the smiles on your face, I know this won't be the the last time up to Alaska. It might be a couple of years, but that's all right. I'm sure. I'm sure after you go back and uh, spread the gospel, I'll have kind of a waiting list of mouth breathers that want to get up here. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I love who, all my mouth breathers down <laughs> south. That's okay. <laughs> the ones who said they were gonna and never did. Yep, exactly. Dude, you're gonna get back, sleep, wake up the next morning, look out the window, and be flat as hell. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> a little bit of depression. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> How do you suck start a shotgun again? <laughs> yeah. No. Oof. The Dakotas ain't that bad. They're all They're, right. I mean, the the east side, Aberdeen side's a little rough. I mean, it is what you make of it. We can still do a little fishing, little uh, good pheasant hunting. You guys have to get out for that. Definitely, if you guys came out, I would want to take you to the west side of the, oh, yeah. the out under the hills, Deadwood. Obviously, a good time um, if you're into gambling and stuff like that. But the hills, you know, we have trout fishing, nothing at all like what we've done here, <laughs> not even close. Still really fun. Um, but, you know, being up in the hills, there's a lot of tourist stuff and stuff like that. So I think we'd have to get you guys out and doing some some fun stuff like that. There is hunting out there. I'm not really, I guess, too too knowledgeable on it, I guess. Yeah. No, we'll definitely have to make a trip down south, especially go, you know, check out Dead. Deadwood reminds me a lot of like Homer, kind of old, historic, cool kind of town. Plus, it's just a, it's a fun time. Plenty of bars, plenty of casinos, plenty of good times, good vibes. I like casinos. <laughs> right. Alaska should have, no, Alaska shouldn't have casinos. Well, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> my bank account says they shouldn't. My uh, pleasure center says they should. I mean, once a month. Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot. Well, we'll probably cut this one short here. It's late. We're freaking running on about a brain cell and a half. Um, I appreciate all you guys for listening. Like always, do everything you can to support us. We need it. We really need you guys. <laughs> but no. Uh, like, subscribe. Give us a good review. Reach out. Send us your messages. You don't have to set, tell us how amazing we are. We already know we're that cool. Um, but, but no, if you guys got any questions or just want to reach out, say hi, connect with us. Dude, we're more than welcome to respond to all your messages. You know, if it takes a little bit for us to get to them, we apologize. Like we've been discussing, we've just been burning through the freaking candle like it's nothing like there's there's no wax there's no wick there's no nothing left of that son of a gun so we'll get to it we're pretty uh pretty prompt on that and uh well we've got some big things coming up planned uh been kind of teasing those out uh as of late but those are still uh still on their way they're gonna be a fun time great interviews coming up um and man it's just been a great week uh getting to spend it with a good friend longtime friend lifetime friend he's he ain't going nowhere soon unless he really fucks up somewhere um (laughs) one more coffee table and we're over right (laughs) but no um let uh is there uh any any social media anything like that you want to plug for the listeners out there or anything back home any people you want to give shout outs to mom dad nothing like that 
I guess my mom, she, she, <laughs> yeah. might, she might rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, your parents are good folk. Love y'all, Kneebone family. But, uh, oh, man, it's been a pleasure having you up here. Glad we got to sit down and do a podcast on top of it. Yeah, you know, thanks just, for having me, for real. It's been absolutely insane up here so i've had the time of my life so far so heck yeah no that's a that's a first hand of account of uh what alaska has to offer so if you're thinking about booking a trip doing something to alaska there's no better day than yesterday take advantage of it i mean that was kind of where we were at in that trip we were talking we've been talking about this for since you know we left school and you know you you set the date and you're like we're gonna we're gonna do it no that's what i needed to do we're gonna either talk about it or be about it and i said set the date and we're gonna pull the trigger and do it definitely do it heck yeah so if you're listening out there and you're debating it you know i know it's tough times around the world financially stuff's squirrely stuff's hard but you know if you've got the opportunity if you got the means or shoot if you're willing to get up here and you know work for work for a place to stay some food and you know some change in your pocket you can make it happen come do it it's an amazing place it'll change your life you know it might not be the place you set your roots in but i tell everybody you got to at least experience once in your life because it'll truly it'll truly open up your perspective and change your life a bit so no it's been a it's been a pleasure it's been a good time boys but we got some sleep to get caught up on hell yeah we got fish to catch in uh t minus six hours so (laughs) (laughs) yep you got work to get get to uh loser um i'm gonna spend all day tomorrow in a hole probably Oh, well, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Like always, you know, like, subscribe, do all that fun jazz. Honorary co-host guest, Kneebone. Send us out with something. And don't fuck it up. Too oh, late. No, oh, oh. It's easy to fuck up. Trust well, me. Y'all, y'all stay safe, smart, and have a good time. Hey, there we go. Damn. Y'all have a good one.